to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural tropics, tropics, what? Tropics. Travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to just ask a question, contact us directly <laughs> through Instagram on Chile Today Podcast. Yeah, guys, it gets harder and harder. I don't know what's going on. I'm tired. I stayed up and watched the election results last night as Which a responsible journalist. It's good that you did because I was making hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> so Bethany's going to be covering <laughs> the politics today. Yeah, no, I, I was super lucky because we, like, we started watching the election results, me and my best friend Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mary. And um, we did not understand a GD thing that was happening because... Also, it was a total, like, chaos clusterfuck at the beginning because in Chile, they count, it's all paper ballots, and there were so many freaking candidates, they were just, like, stacking the ballots on the ground, like, the wind was blowing them away, and, like, one place lost electricity, and I was, like, having an anxiety attack about the organization or the lack of, and I was like, oh my god, if this shit happened in the U.S., we would just have to redo the whole election. You'd have to redo it. <laughs> Here they're like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> well, maybe the papers will turn up later, maybe yeah, not. Sure one. I already counted that one, it's fine. And I was like, oh my god, they're counting votes in the dark with their cell phone lights. Oh my god. I also wonder about, yeah, just how much human error Right. It has to be accounted for. They do it by tally marks. Like, this is the professionalism that I'm like, okay, it's 2021. Like, you don't have to go to, like, full-on computer style, right? Because we know how the internet and, like, government websites work in this country. But, like, Scantrons are a thing, and they've been a thing since, like, the 70s. Let's get some Scantrons for these poor people. But eyes have been a thing for forever. Eyes are a proven method, but just eyes? that your eyes. You know what you used to look oh, at I know, the but, votes. you know, people lost eyes to get this. Uh, oh, yeah. that's right. That's so uh-huh. okay. Well, no, there you go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put a damper on your, on your day. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. down. It's down. <laughs> yeah. So... No, it was uh, it was quite complicated the the counting, and also these are normal people. Like I don't know if you know this, but if you go and like you're, it's not like the US where you volunteer to be someone that works at a voting booth. You just show up and you vote, and they're like, oh, by the way, you're a vocal de mesa, like you're somebody that counts the votes, and you're like, great. Now I'm going to dedicate two days of my life to this. You can volunteer, or you can also find out beforehand. But sometimes if the other the vocales don't show up, then you can get called just randomly. Interesting. So anyway, like I said, uh, a lot of people don't want to do that, especially this weekend where you dedicated two days. There was a girl on the news, it was her birthday. She had like a lay on it. She was like, it's my birthday, but I'm a vocal de mesa. And you, you can't say no. It's like a legal thing. If you try to leave, like the military will come and like drag you back to the table. So Imagine that- jury duty in the U.S. being like that. It's- oh my God. Imagine the military doing anything to anyone in the U.S. ever. Right. Because they're like, I mean, we had like a capital invasion and the military was like, meh. I mean, unless, you know, you're a person of color. Okay, going off, I digress. So, anyway, um, so yeah, it was, uh, what did you hear? Like, um, you were Burger City, you were Burger Town. I was in Burger Town. So why were you in Burger Town? Um, so my husband's hamburger shop, my family's Persian, and so they were like, oh, everyone else is closed? <laughs> Fantastic. Like, <laughs> They're gonna let's eat. make these burgers. Let's get that dough. So all the companies, all the businesses were shut down, like the restaurants for the right. most part, because employees were supposed to have the day off, but the loophole was that if you're an owner, mm-hmm. then you can stay and work. So the owner and their family were having to work. Well, they're all shareholders, so it, they were like, this is convenient, let's do this. And it was Are you fun. a shareholder? Um, well, I mean, like... By association. Oh, okay, because you're married. Yeah. So, that was, it was fun, though. But okay. I heard nothing political. <laughs> okay. No, my whole day was saturated. I was so nervous. But the results, you know, like, we're going to go into details. But it's, it's interesting. It's, it's quite balanced, which I think upset the right. I think the right really thought they were going to, like, take it all. But it's, like, really balanced, which, I, which is, you know, whatever side of the table or the table, what? The bird? The wings? Whatever. Birds. You're from... 
If this is your first time listening to this podcast because you're like, I'm going to get real good, serious information. You're then go ahead and turn this off and yeah. go to chillytoday.pl <laughs> to get your real serious information. We're going to give you accurate information, but we are not professional at all. The only professional in here is a live penguin who is our producer. His name is Podcast Pinguino, and he's over there, and he face palms the whole time we're here. The entire time. I don't know why they chose us to be the people on the podcast. They're like, y'all are cute. I'm like, yeah, but we're, this is not a visual media, so I don't understand. (laughs) But they also let us talk about dinosaurs. That's true. Like, freely. Yeah. We want to talk about dinosaurs for an episode. Um, I'm pretty sure we've talked about, oh gosh, everything. Oh my goodness. Flora, fauna. Flora, fauna, sex, whatever. It's all in here. Sex with flora and fauna. Sex with flora. Wait, don't do that. Fauna can't consent. Don't do that. Um, so yeah, we're kind of going to break down what's happening politically sure. yeah, in, yeah. in the chili. In chili. In, in the chili. In, in the, the beans, chili sphere. In the soup. Um, so the Constitutional Convention is composed of 155 members, and they're directly elect. They were directly elect, elected in this election. Wow. Okay, yep, here we yep, are. Yep. Um, 138 by the electorate at uh-huh. large, and 17 reserved for citizens identified as indigenous. Yes. And before we continue on, it was not just the constitutional representatives that were elected this week. It was also mayors, aldermen. Um, and governors. These were all people that were elected. This weekend. So that's why it was such a kind of chaos. The Did you see the ballots? They were literally Gigantic. the size of like a table. Because you there were hundreds and hundreds of candidates for constitutional like representatives. And you just like open that thing like bigger than a newspaper and we're like, where's my guy? And there was one guy, there's like a meme going around where one guy was like, I got fucking tired of looking for my guy. Fuck this. He like wrote it wrote on the ballot. <laughs> He's like, where the fuck is it? They were numbered, so you could have been, like, 202 or whatever and, like, looked for it. But I guess this person was like, where's the name? But also the numbers were, it's just, it was so many. And also, hundreds. If you are affiliated with any political people, please stop handing out papers because they are all over all the neighborhoods in the ground. And they don't, like, they've, I, I, I ecological stable lifestyle. I, like, read an article. Yeah, green does go green if you want to. Follow that. We, it's me and my my best friend Mary. Hey, Mary. Hi, Mary. We do. Um, we review ecological products and give tips on how to live ecologically in Chile. So, anyway, I digress. Um, no, but there's like people don't vote based on flyers. Like, there's no proof that they actually work at all. And the like amount of paper, like dead trees, that it takes, the amount of like them just being thrown on the ground is just, like, don't do it. We have social media. Why are we still handing out papers, bro? And then the tents that they put up, you know those wooden, what are they? They're not tents, but they're the oh, boards, yeah. like the sandwich I'm, I'm boards. I'm quite familiar with them. They just destroyed, they, like, wrecked all the grass in yep. the medians. So, yep. stop. Stop it. We we want our parks back. We only have a little air to breathe in the city. Not like we can use them anyway. Yeah, not right now, anyway. Well, during the week right now. When last go on this. Anyway, positive podcast. Okay, so... Um, yes. Did you have anything else to say before I jump right into the details? It's all you, girl. Okay, so she mentioned the the round numbers. So there, this was the first ever country to have equal division between men and women as constitutional representatives. That means that they had to have an equal-ish number. Um, so, for example, it could be that a woman got more votes than a man, but the man would get chosen or vice versa because they had to have an equal number of men and women, which actually that happened. There were w- more women were actually elected to be constitutional representatives and they had to remove some to put men in there, which I'm like, I'm kind of impressed, Chile. What? More women got elected than men? So, but at the moment there are, and it, it's by region, right? So that's why these numbers sound weird. There's 77 women and 78 men. On the con- and as constitutional representatives, and the major, the vast majority of the constitutional representatives, the vast majority of uh, constitutional representatives are lawyers. The vast majority, followed by teachers. So it said profesores, which I don't know if that means like from colegios. I doubt it. I'm sure it's like university professors and stuff. But it sounds like, you know, smarties, smart people. There's some gynecologists that are on there. There's like seven gynecologists, and I'm like. Go girl or guy. You can be a gynecologist to be a man. But I'm like, yeah, reproductive rights, right? Yeah. Right? Rights, right? Right, right. Okay, so let's break down the numbers here. So 
we have uh, from the political party or from, okay, actually, before I do that, let me explain to you how this works, because I learned this literally like 12 hours ago. So the way that the constitutional, like, um, slots are filled is by lists, and you get on a list with a political party, okay? So let's say I'm running with, I don't know, a lista de la prueba, okay, okay? So I'm running with them, and there are... Ten other people on the list. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Like so, for example, if you want to vote for me, and or you want to vote for Diego or Pink Podcast Pinguino, and you're sort of torn between the two, it really doesn't matter because the idea is the the accumulation of the amount of votes that the entire list gets, mm. which depends on the number of seats. So let's say our list gets 150 votes. But your list gets 300, so you're going to get more spots than our list, even though maybe Diego or Podcast Pinguino, who's Diego, got more votes, actual votes himself than you. Okay. So he might not even be on the list, or, or sorry, on the, in the actual convention, because okay. it depends on the cumulative number of how many votes you get on your list. Not confusing Does that make sense? at all. Okay. It's because the idea is it actually makes a lot of sense because the idea is like you're not voting for a person, you're voting for um, policies. So let's so if you're like, oh, I like I like that list's policies, uh, okay. you're, you're sort of voting for our policies rather than necessarily a specific person to be in the convention. Kind of love that. Yeah. So I know it sounds confusing. I'm not a professional politician explainer. But the idea is you vote on the list rather than an individual person, but the person who gets the most votes on the list is the one who fills the slots, basically. So uh, I hope that made sense. If not, there's really good YouTube videos about it. <laughs> so I watched one yesterday, and that's how I learned. Um, so uh, let's look at the specific lists. So the list Vamos por Chile, which is made up of the political party that's Chile Vamos. I know, right? Really confusing. So they're the far right list. They got 37 of the seats. Then there's Aprevo Dignidad, and that's um, that's like far left. They got 28 seats. Lista del Pueblo, which is kind of moderate, got 23 seats. Lista del Aprevo, which is like, again, far left, got 25 seats. Independence, which typically lean right, got 12 seats. And then um, we have the indigenous seats that were set aside. So each indigenous community gets their own number of seats. So uh, the Mapuche um, got seven seats, and which is really interesting because Machi Francisca Linconao, like she was the, um, she's actually in the convention, and she's very important. She was one of the, she was the first indigenous woman to win a case for her land against the government. Um, she was accused of being a terrorist. She was arrested and then they cleared. She's a machi, which is like a spiritual authority within the Mapuche. That's awesome. She's a badass woman. So Rapa Nui got one seat. The Atacaminos got one. The Aymara got two. The Quechua got one. Chango got one. Yegan got one. Kawashkar one. Iaguita one. Koya one. And so this is also kind of. It's kind of a win for the left as well because a lot of the indigenous communities, which, you know, of course, support land rights, also tend to lean left while the right wing kind of believes that you can privatize that land. So so that's also a big win for the left. The In general, the right was actually pretty mad. They thought they were going to, like, sweep everything and be able to rewrite the Constitution in their own image or whatever. And it's pretty well-balanced, It is well-balanced. It's well-balanced, which is how, I mean... You know, there's a lot of people that would prefer the Constitution to be one way or another, but when you live in a community of diverse people, objectively, you want a Constitution that represents everyone, right? Exactly, and I think that the amount of effort that went into the balance and the fact that, you know, we have equal amounts of women and men, more or menos. Uh-huh, you have indigenous you seats have indigenous there. seats, which, you know, wow, yeah, imagine. Yeah. Like, well, the right did not want those indigenous seats. No, but... They fought. They fought against that. This is great because I think that so many more people can be represented. A hundred percent. Like, you have your, your, you know, your chango. You have somebody who is chango, like, probably for the first time in your life, in government, like, watching out for you and your best interest. And I think that it's absolutely great. Like I said, you know, everybody has their own political party that they want to, like, uh, have be the majority. But... <laughs> um, 
Sorry, my boyfriend's banging around in the background, like just do it. He has his headphones in, so I don't think he has any idea how much noise he's making. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I like it. It's balanced. I like it. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions? So are you with me? I'm with you. It all makes sense. I feel like it's very clear. And I'm really looking forward to all of the changes that mm-hmm. we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, economically, environmentally. Rights for women, rights yeah. for indigenous people. for indigenous people. Right. Hey, like, what's going to happen? I'm excited. I think it was a big win for, I just, I think it was a big win for Chile. A huge step in the right direction anyway, yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. So, that is what we have so far for the constituyentes. So, now let's go to mayors. So, <laughs> clink clonk. I already said he's banging around. So, uh, let's go to mayors. So... Mayors was like a really big deal last night because there were big upsets from the right to the left. I mean, like going from extreme right to extreme left, like super flip flopping. So obviously, we're, I can't include mayors from every single comuna from Santiago. So I'm just gonna do some of the more major ones. So um, some of the big upsets includes the mayor of Nuñoa, which was Emilio Rios beat the conservative Guido Benavides. It was by a small margin, but Emilio Rios from the left, uh, Guido from the right, and she won. Um, I think she's pretty far left. So mayor of the city of the, the center of the city, of Santiago Centro. This was huge. Irasi Hassler beat Felipe Alessandri, and Alessandri is um, moderate, moderate, right? He um, he is was the incumbent, Irasi Communist Party, beat the crap out of him. Not the crap. She won by a small margin. Um, so a lot of people were like super surprised by that. Uh, and then my pool, Katy Barriga, who is a conservative independent who's allied with Udi, which was sort of like Pinochet's party, um, was beaten by Tomas Valanovic from Revolution Democrata. Again, far left, but he won by a large margin in my pool. Another big upset was in Vina which went from the conservative Andrea Molina, and this girl was like, this woman, was the successor of the previous mayor who had been there for 16 years, like the same person for so long. Um, she was al- aligned with the conservative Chile Vamos. She was defeated by Macarena Ripa, Ripa Monti, and as I kept saying last night, rest in peace, Monti. Ripa Monti. No. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> laughed except for me last night, but anyway. She was a far left, Revolución Democrática. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of changes, lots of wiggles, lots of things going on there with the mayors. So, mayors make a lot of decisions in Comuna, so I'm pretty excited to, to see what happens there. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think another reason Alessandri, the guy from the center, lost is he, like, made a lot of, like, really unwise decisions during, like, the, the movement, like, during the... Um, the 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 like the crisis the because like he aligned himself very very closely with the the police you know in the center of the city where everything was happening right so I think it upset a lot of people and also like he made it technically it's illegal to sell things on the street now in the center because of him and it's like so many people in the center like make their living doing that so he just basically you know like sort of put a middle finger to a lot of people in the center and that made him mad and so that's where you get the best strawberries, street strawberries. Street strawberries, yep. Let and me our tell party you. frogs. Whatever happened to the party frog? Oh, it popped. Yeah, yeah. They do because that. when Ruby, I had a foster dog. Ruby was here. She like just attacked it oh. and it popped. I have, a, I have a backup if you need it. Oh, okay, if you ever cool. need a party frog, I, who doesn't always need a party frog in their life? Let me say. But uh, I think it like had a good life. Ruby played with it for a long time. So oh, Ruby. Yeah. Oh, really. Um, then there are governors. So governors, uh, this was a big deal mostly because this was the first time that Chileans ever were like permitted to vote for governors. Usually the president like put them everywhere, which was like, that's not cool, you know, because it's like governors of every single like city that's, or sorry, not, there's not cities, it's the regions. So, um, for Santiago, there's going to be a runoff actually between the far left Carina Oliva from the Frente Amplio to the far right, Claudio Orrego, who is from the sort of moderate Christian Democrat. The runoff's going to be on June 13th, so if you're voting in Chile, get ready for that, especially if you're voting in the metropolitan region, get ready for that vote, because you will need to go back out and vote for that one. 
then um, just for the Valparaiso region, Rodrigo Mundaca, who is an independent running with the far left coalition, he won against Manuel Jesus Miones from the far right Chile Vamos. And then aldermans exist. I'm not going to go into aldermans. There's too many of them, and there wasn't. A, they they do things the alderman way. But uh, that's basically that's that's a lot of the that's a lot of the things. That aldermans, happen. yeah, aldermans exist. Yeah, go, go aldermans, yay. Um, but ma the main things were the constitutional representatives, the mayors, and the governors. And don't forget the runoff election. If you live in the metropolitan region for June 13th, figure out who you're voting for and uh, vote. It's important. After these two days of elections, President Sebastian Piñera delivered a statement from La Moneda. Qualifying as a historic shift, the president quickly recognized that the results are a, quote, clear and strong message to the government and also to all traditional political forces, end quote, due to the changing environment of the winning parties. He said, we are not adequately tuning into the demands and the desires of the citizens. <laughs> like, it took this. Uh -huh. It took this, of all yeah, things. Yeah, I, I guess that the citizens... Bernie like the central. He's <laughs> I like, guess what a shock. Oh my, I guess this really proves it. I just thought it was like 18 people down there. You know, because back in the day, they were like, it's Venezuela. Those Venezuelans are the ones that are like paying to like, right. paying people to ride in the streets. And people believed that. And now it's like, huh, after 80% of the vote for new constitution, I didn't believe it then. But now I believe it. But it's now like, this is it. This is what's going to do it. Um, so he, yeah, he was like, we're being challenged by new leaders. The president also highlighted how peaceful and calm it was this weekend, huh. which I thought was nice. It was, uh, like after sure. work really late last night, drove by, um, Plaza Dignidad, Plaza Italia, mm -hmm. and it was, it was quiet. I think it was just like, everybody just felt like contenta. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everybody felt like, like this is the natural order of things. It didn't necessarily feel like something. I mean, there were individual parties that I saw on the TV from like some of like from my boo. I saw like some parties, nothing crazy big. Like there were some parties in Valparaiso, which was just like celebrating the incumbent of Jorge Sharp, which is like, dude, he's already your like woo mayor. still okay. woo. But yeah, we love him. Like the, he won by a big margin. They love Jorge Sharp there, um, and. So, I mean, I feel like it just was like, it felt like, yeah, this is a natural order of things. Because I remember when they actually got the Aprevo, it was such a shock. Like, so many people were so shocked about how, like, so it's just, it just feels like another step. Like, we're not there yet. It's just another step we're on the way to where we need to be as far as changing Chile. It but, did feel like a leap. Though, like a step yeah. a leap, right? Because oh, yeah, it's a big sure. change. And the president being like, yeah, like women are winning and indigenous people are winning. And I think just changing and his awareness or what he's going to convey to the people, I think the message really changes. It seemed more like aware. Yeah. It seemed less ignorant than it had been in the past. Like not trying to be rude, but before it didn't really include less everybody. Disconnected. Disconnected. Yeah. yeah. Cause he can very much come off as disconnected. I, I will say it didn't seem super disconnected. Uh, I watched it last night. It definitely seemed like he was very resigned to what was happening. Like finally he was just like, uh oh, okay, I guess this is happening. Now I guess the left won some things and I guess we're happy. He's probably tired. I feel like he's probably so tired. Go, go, go retire. That's what I don't understand. All these billionaires. Right. I'm like, why are you working, bro? Like, if your money makes itself. Go buy an island or some crap. Go play with some dolphins. Yeah, go buy your own dolphins. Buy some dolphins. Buy some treat dolphins. I mean, treat them nicely. Let them stay in the like tag in the ocean. Whatever. Don't like, put them in a pool. No, but you can like you know like get a dolphin whistle or whatever. Is that a thing? A dolphin. <laughs> That's how you. How do you summon a dolphin? I bet that's a whistle. Is that the <laughs> yeah um, politics? Yeah, so, great. Um, yeah, that was that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I watched the I watched it last night, and the thing that really struck me is the amount of times he like mentioned democracy and pacifism. You know, like oh, this is the way that you really do it, and I'm like, bruh, you well, know, we never would have gotten here had it not been for the non-pacifist people in the streets for months and months and months. You know, two years ago, so. I mean, no, I'm not against pacifism. I'm really, really happy that we had such a tranquilo night. Like, I'm super happy about that. But, like, let's be realistic about how we got here. Right. So, anyway. Thank you. An, yeah, it was an exciting time. Uh, do you have comments? Do you have questions? Uh, we're going to keep things updated on our, on the, the Chile Today news is going to keep updates 
their uh, Instagram, but we also, the podcasts are, you know, sort of independent Instagram-wise from them. We also do fun stuff, not just serious stuff. We also do serious stuff. We're going to be following all of that stuff. Uh, follow us at Chile Today Podcast. Oh, and send us DMs. You have been, and it makes us really happy. Oh, and we yeah. Share them slide in our group text. Slide right inside oh. of our DMs specifically. So, yeah, make sure there's lots of lube there. But slide right inside. What? Okay. One more big piece of news breaking. Is Gabriel Boric from the far left Frente Amplio has enough signatures now to run for president of, uh, almost of the United States, nope, of Chile. Uh, so he's, uh, you've seen him. He's kind of young. He's far left. He wants to run for president. That's, so fun. He's gonna That's be wonderful on news. The leftist ticket. It was like a big deal, like him trying to get enough signatures because he's, um, he's a deputy. He's not a mayor or a governor or anything. He's not really rich, so... I mean, I guess he did in Chile in terms he definitely is rich, to be honest, because he's a deputy. They get paid a lot of money. Anyway, so he's got enough signatures. That was a big deal for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, we got two leftists on the ticket right now. We got Holloway, who's right now, he, he won last night by a big margin. He's the mayor of Recoleta. And then Boric. So there you go. That was our breaking news. <laughs> Okay, so today we decided we're going to talk about things that are hard to do in Chile. Like harder than maybe we anticipated or maybe if you're thinking about moving here that you might anticipate. So just preparate um, yourself for these things. So why don't you start, Alicia? Oh, okay. Um, sending and receiving mail. Right. Letters. Uh-huh. Um, packages. Mm-hmm. Clothing. And for the reason that... It just doesn't make it mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I'd say 50% of my packages don't make it. 50%. For real? I have yeah. a better percentage than that. Uh, yeah. Since I started using Amazon, they get here every time. Okay, but so... for Amazon. Mm-hmm. And recently, Amazon has a new deal with Chile that I don't know the technical technicalities of, but they have a new thing, like partnership with Chile, which makes their packages arrive faster. And it's working really well, but... Before that, it was always a struggle, and then oh, you have yeah. to pay the impuesto. So if yeah, you yeah. are, if you are like, I really want those pants, expected paying an additional twenty percent on those yeah. pants once they get here from like DHL. Also, I would highly recommend picking your packages up, like shipping through DHL when possible, and picking them up at the office. It's like sure. you're gonna you're gonna get your package then. So did you know of this? There's this hack called carriers. So what you do is they um, you buy your you contact the carrier, you tell them what you're buying and the price and everything, and then they give you an address to ship it to. And then they bring it to Chile for a charge, but it's typically cheaper than the shipping. And then you go pick it up at their office. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Male hacks. Male hacks. Female hacks. Whatever. What do you got? Okay, so um, my first one is uh, making friends in Chile can be really hard, <laughs> specifically Chilean friends. Because we mentioned this before, like Chileans tend to be, uh, they tend to have some of the same friends that they've always had mm-hmm. from like school or university. University here is very different. You study with like you have, it's kind of like school where you have the same people in every class. So when they leave school, they sort of get jobs in very similar places. And so if you're coming from like an as an outsider in Chile, it's, it's trying to make friends as an adult. Um, I feel like as at least for, in my perspective as somebody from the United States, making friends as an adult is just something you always do. Like, you never stop making friends, whether it's new colleagues or, like, you go to take a class or whatever. But here it's very hard to, like, people are not open. Like, even my boyfriend, who's super friendly, every time you meet somebody, like, we'll hang out with them, like, ten times, and he's like, oh, they're not my friend, but we, like, hang out. And I'm like, how is this person not your friend? I've hung out, like, 48 times with them. And he's like, yeah, 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 but, you know, my, my friends. I'm like, you mean... You mean Juan Pablo that you never talked to that you knew when you were three years old? He's your friend? What? Yeah. So it can be kind of complicated to break into getting Chilean friends. Um, So that's why I think it's really common for gringos to stick with gringos in Chile. It's just everybody's looking for friends here. But you can find a lot of really nice Chileans hanging out in the gringo sphere. So I've noticed, too, um, when I do meet other gringos... It feels like dating. Girl. Have you ever experienced that? Like, it, And it's obviously like a friendship-wise, but I've, I've been on... I've like gone out a few times with a few people. 
and like friends like friend wise and then I'll be like all right like I don't know we kind of hit it off and like but then I have other people like you and I'm like Bethany and I are basically going steady in our friendship (laughs) because it's like we're in a committed friendship you You know know what I mean I think it depends also you sort of like arrives at a really weird time because there is an adjustment period especially if you're you're here long term sure where you're trying to actually make friends rather than just like buddies that you like hang out with on the weekends or whatever Mm -hmm. like if you're here long term the idea is like let's I want to make friends that I can like depend on and because I think the timing of when you got here, because of the quarantines and stuff, there are less events. Because, like, when I got here, it was, like, pub quizzes, like, comedy show, all these things. Like, because there's so many, like, gringo students here of, like, trying to facilitate helping gringos, like, learn to meet friends and doing all these things that we're going to actually put a lot on our podcast, you know, in the aftertimes. Um, and I actually host a lot of events. So I, I don't don't have that same experience, but right. I can definitely see it. I was really lucky that I lived above a bar, a gringo bar, my first six months here. So all I had to do was like pop down. But I can definitely see that because I sort of have gotten into those. I've seen that from other people's perspectives. Like when they meet me, I feel like, relax, dude. <laughs> Hang out. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's you know, the kind of person I am. But... If you're nervous, if you're going to come vi- come here for, you know, school or whatever, don't worry. Like I said, I host events all the time. Like, I, like that's one of the things that I really love to do. I ho- love hosting Gringo events. We're going to put them here on the podcast. So it's like you automatically have a clutch, like some friends. And like meet me and Alicia. We're nice. I promise. Well, not Pinguino. Don't meet him. But um, me and Alicia, super nice. We'll like be your buddies. As long as you're not, like, meanie. Don't, don't be a meanie. Mean. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. Don't hurt Pinguino. He's just a little cute penguin. That's kind of mean, but he don't hurt him. Um, another one was getting a bank account. Girl, That's I still been have a fucking bank account. A little difficult because you can even, you can go to Banco Estado, Estado, mm. Estado and get Estado. a bank account. Um, but they do charge you for transactions. Mm-hmm. 300 and, pesos per transaction. Right. It's a lot. And Unless you have a limit. Unless it's from Banco Estado to Banco Estado. Okay, that's good to know. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they then there's a limit for how much you can put in there for a lot of the basic accounts. So just mm-hmm. be aware, like, maybe have some backup plans and a way to get cash. Yeah, so I, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, when you're here before you have your visa, you cannot get a bank account. And so it's, like, so many stories of, like, gringos, like, getting paid from their jobs and just, like, shoving cash. I did that. Like, I had, like, jars of hummus, Mm -hmm. and I would keep, like, rolls of cash in my jars of hummus and, like, hide one of the jars of hummus in my underwear drawer and one of the jars of hummus (laughs) in the toilet, like, the top of the toilet. Like, all these places around my apartment because I, you could not get a bank account. You can't. Still, could not, can't get a bank account. And even once you have your visa, you can only get a Banco Estado account unless you make a certain amount of money. And it's, like, kind of up to the bank whether they trust you or not. With So, like, uh, so if you're from a less than savory country, in their opinion, then they might not give you a bank account just because it's up to them. Like, And so it's hard. And like, like you said, Banco Estado has a lot of limitations. Sometimes it just doesn't fucking work. Like, and, like, you, there's a limit of how much money you can transfer a day. I remember when we did the um, fundraiser yeah. for Techo Para Chile. I had to do it, like, day by day right. because it was, like, it limited me to how much I could donate a day. And I was like, what? So I had to, like, write down, make sure I donate Techo Para Chile today for, like, five days. And I was like, oh, goodness. So it it is hard, um, and transferring money back and forth is hard. Uh, so just have a plan. If you have any specific questions, hey, message us because we could probably talk. Hey, maybe we could do a ten tips about banks because we could probably do that. Business transferring money or whatever, right? Like, so have a plan for that. If you have any specific questions about banks and stuff, you can message us on Instagram at Shelly Today Podcast or email us. Podcast at gmail.com and we'll be glad to like give you some specific pointers on that we're pretty pointy um my next one is um speaking of dating that you mentioned earlier uh dating in chile in general is really hard especially if you come from like a um like uh i want to say first world country but that sounds really bad what, what i'm trying to say is chileans have a different cultural experience than, example, specifically, we do in the U.S. 
because in a lot of like countries like the US, Canada, and places in Europe, about 18 years old, you move off, you go, you go on to your own, whether you're going to university or whatever, you strike, strike out on your own, or you become independent in some way, and you sort of learn, you, like, you learn to cook for yourself, you learn to do all of these different kinds of things for yourself, and you become very independent. But here in Chile, it's not uncommon for people to live with their parents until they get married. And so they don't learn to do things on their own. Their parents do them for them, or they're just not taught, or they don't learn them until they get older. And so if you're a 20-something coming here to date, you and they're like, come back to my place, you might be going back to their parents' place, which I have done before. And I'm like, what? Right. And it, it's just, it's a, and for them it's like totally fun. It's like, yeah, let's do our thing in my bedroom from my childhood. And you're like, I'm <laughs> 28, dude. I'm not 28 now, I'm 30. But like, that is a thing that happens. And so also it gets hard because like, let's say, you're dating this person, you move in together, and suddenly you find out this person has no idea how to wash clothes or no idea how to sweep a floor. And it's those things that they, like, they learn them later, right? So I, I sort of say, and it's not, like, anybody's fault. It's just the difference in culture and for us Chileans. And, and for us, like, people from who have been independent since we were teenagers, it gets very frustrating. And so there has to be, it's... So dating gets difficult because you're in another country. You've immigrated to another country. You have a very, obviously, if you've immigrated, you're studying another country, you have a level of maturity there already. And you're coming here and this person's like, I still live with my mom who cooks all my food and, you know, helps me with my homework. And you're like, wait, you're 30. You know what I mean? Like, so, it, so keep that. No, so for a lot of my friends, it's so difficult to date here. Because, I mean, it's men and women both ways. Like, the there's, it, I say there's like a 10-year lag, kind of. So, um, dating people that are older than you in Chile is very common because the maturity levels sort of level out. So, um, keep that in mind when you come here. If you're like, I'm going to get some sexy Latino, like, getting, and I'm like, you might. But also, they don't know how to brush their teeth, so. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But... Um, it's just something to prepare yourself for. <laughs> Dating is kind of complicated in Chile. So there, there's that. I had getting around in Spanish, and I, we've talked about this a bit uh-huh, before. Uh-huh, um, totally. But it's very difficult to understand the Spanish here. And I just want, you know, we've said it, we'll say it again, probably. Be prepared. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're not lying to you when we say, like, you can get, a, like, there are people from, who are native Spanish speakers who come to Chile who are like, the fuck are you saying so you know make sure you have you know you manage your expectations with don't get frustrated with yourself you are going to adapt your spanish is not bad you know if you study spanish you know in university and you're here you're gonna adapt it's just hard be patient you're gonna get it and like you you will one yeah Listen to Chilean series and movies. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Very, very helpful. Los Ochenta is amazing. It takes place in the 80s, obviously, and during the dictatorship about a working class family. It's an amazing series. Totally, totally recommend. It's free on the internet. You can just Google it. Um, so, uh, really awesome. It helps a lot. And like I said, the biggest thing, don't get discouraged with yourself. Because you're gonna be like, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you do. Girl, hop over to like Argentina, and you're going, you're gonna go. Oh damn, I do speak Spanish. I'm fluent. I'm fluent. I'm fluent. Yeah. I mean, I learned Spanish here, and then like, so for I, like a year, I was here, and I was like, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. And then I went to Mexico, and I was like, girl, I'm great. Like you just, it's so different. It's like training for a marathon in the Rockies of Colorado to go run in Iowa. I love that metaphor. You're so smart. Oh, thanks, Beathers. <laughs> but it is like that. Don't get frustrated. It's it is it's difficult. Um, something that's difficult to uh, do in Chile, especially when you are uh, an immigrant, is being away from your family for so long. It's hard. It's really hard. You're gonna say something. No, I'm just like trying not to cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, especially during uh, these times when traveling's like impossible. Being away from your family and your friends can get super hard. But I always encourage people like make a Chilean family. Like, yeah, and that is going to get easier once we sort of open back up. Like that's what I did. That's when I made when I did these events or like when I joined the Two Souls, which is the comedy group I participate in. It became my Chilean family. Like, my family away from my family. And it helps so much with the homesickness. 
And also, don't let your homesickness prevent you from having an amazing time in Chile. Like, if you're studying here, you're only here for six months or a year or whatever. Like, some people get so down that they don't live their experience here to the fullest. You know, I know it's hard. Push that aside. Go out. Do the thing. Even if you don't want to, go out to that bar. Go out to that club or go out to, uh, you know, that event, whatever it is. And have a good time, laugh, and then, you know, oh, I love you, Alicia. Oh, no, yes. Okay, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's hard. It's really hard. Right. So, but you'll be okay. Everybody's going to be okay, and it's, you know, it's a great country to live in. It's just that it's hard. It is difficult. And, like, you know, really reach out to your family, too. I know you can be far away, but, like, just that one video call with a family member or a friend really makes all the difference. It fills up your tank of love. It does. And there's a kind of love you can get from, you know, your your home that sometimes you can't get here, even from your chilling family or your significant other if you didn't meet one here or whatever. Um, Like, Alicia and I... So it's good. And don't feel bad if you get the the cravings for the conveniences or the love or the whatever you had in your home country. It's totally normal. You're normal. You're, you're normal. normal and you're okay. And your emotions are valid. Every single emotion you have is valid. Just try not to let it um, ruin your experience here. I've met so many people who have exchanged studented in countries and they're like, you know, I spent so much time like in alone yeah. Not going out, not putting myself out there because I was either sad or I just didn't feel like it was worth it or I just didn't feel like I fit in. Who cares if you fit in? You're here for only a limited amount of time. Right. This is the time to reinvent yourself. And if you're here for the long haul or if you're a student and if you ever get sad, like, you can always message us. Seriously. We'll and talk like, to you. We'll talk with you because I... Or we'll make Penguin talk to you. We will. We <laughs> will. We'll... And he loves it too. So we're here for you. If you ever need to talk, you can message us. hmm like I said, in the after times, we do, we're going to be doing so many events. There'll probably be like at least an event every other week or every week. Right. Just, or even when we don't do events, we're going to mention events that gringos can do, like language exchanges and all those things. Unfortunately, we started this podcast with sort of that idea in mind. Couldn't do it. COVID hit and right. then uh, ruined our time. But it's gonna, we, we'll, we're going to help you out. We're going to help you out. We're here for you. We love you. We love you. Uh, it's your turn. So one of mine was... Food. Food can be difficult. Like, there's an adjustment phase, and you Uh really have to look for places. You can make your own food. I think that there's beautiful ingredients here. There's beautiful fresh ingredients. But keep in mind, making your own food here is definitely... Everything has to be from scratch. It's more from scratch, for sure. For Mm -hmm, sure. It's mm -hmm. not like you can't get that many boxes. Um, And gracias tío... Kiosk Club for everything oh, you yeah. do for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We love yeah. you. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to look for special restaurants that you find. And once you find them, you're going to be like, yeah, that's really good. I really like La Mesa. I've La Mesa is great. You took me. A fan. And it was so good. And the thing is, the thing about La Mesa is, like, it has good cocktails. And good cocktails are also really hard to find in Chile. Because Chileans are very much, like, the, like, you know, the well things, like, rum and coke, vodka soda, like, gin and tonic, like, that's what they like, or beer, and so you're like, can I get a margarita, and you're like, what is this thing, or, like, a Cosmo, and you're like, I didn't know this was a slushy. like, is <laughs> it, and so La Mesa has great, like, is the first time I ever got a actually good martini in this country, yeah, so, it's, I, I feel like we could, do another entire podcast on just food. Right. And it's just like a whole thing. Vegan and vegetarian food you brought up earlier. Yeah, it's so, it's hard. It's getting better, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to be a vegetarian and really hard to be a vegan here because the concept of what being a vegetarian is is also different. Like a lot of Chileans think because the word carne only means red meat, that being a vegetarian means you only eat pollo. <laughs> that you that you eat, that you don't eat red meat. So you eat chicken and you eat fish. So you'll be like, can I have the vegetarian platter at like a wedding? And they'll bring you out something that has like shrimp on it. And you're like, um, excuse me, this is not the vegetarian. They're like, yeah, it is. I don't understand what you're saying. You know, because in their brain, in their brine, what? In their pickles, their brain, it's like just red meat. And so it's, there's not a lot of products out there. Like I have like a milk supplement that I drink that's not milk. It's literally called not milk. It has chicken stock in it. And like it markets itself as vegan. It is not vegan. It has it, chicken stock from in Notco? it. From Yeah. It has chicken stock in it. Yeah. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian either. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. But they market themselves as vegan. Yeah, girl. 
chicken stock. Huh. And that is not vegan. Interesting. Right? I also want to note that the Taco Bell menu is not as robust as it could oh, be. Oh, there's like three things on the Taco Bell menu. Chalupas, thank God, are there. And uh-huh. tacos. But but there's like, and they'll give you like one pack of hot sauce. One pack? Only one pack? Oh, like again, we should just make an entire Episode thing on food. food. We owe you this. We owe we, this to we, you guys. We, we do. Okay, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Okay. Ten, okay. ten facts about food coming your way. And in a couple, I'm writing it freaking down right now. It's on our list now. Okay, another thing that's really hard in Chile, we were, me and um, at least we're just talking about on one of our edit breaks, was the pollution. It is, uh, it's gnarly. Thick. It's thick. It, we're looking outside right now. It looks like it's raining in the center because it, it's gray and disgusting. But the thing is, is you know it's not raining because it's brownish. That's just pollution, man. You can't even see the beautiful Andes that are right there because of the pollution. And it's, it's, you will be able to tell you'll if you're you'll be able to tell in your ability to like walk you won't be able to walk as long like you're you'll feel like you're out of shape it's because of the pollution you can't breathe as well I can't wear contacts in Chile I used to wear contacts every single day in the U.S. never a problem I'd sleep in them I know you're not supposed to I did never ever had a problem with my eyes here I cannot my eyes are so dry from the pollution eye drops don't work nothing I can't wear um um, I used to be a runner, you know, I stopped doing that for a lot of reasons, but I tried to run when I first got here and it just was impossible. Like just <clears throat> gasping for air. Yeah. I use the pollution as an excuse not to run. Sure. I obviously do. it's a good one. Also cleaning your apartment. Like you will be shocked at how dirty your apartment will get or your terrace or your whatever because of the dust in the air, the crap in the air. I mean, we're specifically talking about Santiago, but it's just yeah. gnarly. It's Santiago. Yeah, and you can you can smell the pollution when you're... Oh, it's musty. It's musty. But I will say it is a lot better in Las Condes, La Barranche, La Vesa. Like, you won't have as many problems as if you live, like, near the center and beyond. I mean, it's because it's um, higher cars. Yeah. And, um, it, yeah, it's... It, well, in Santiago, there's a reason. Like, Santiago is a bowl. So all of the pollution gets stuck here. We have no wind. We don't really have rain. And so all of those things contribute to um, being able to wipe all this stuff out of the air. And we can't. So it, it is, it's, it's hard. Like, I love Santiago. But it is something that is, like, if you have asthma, bring inhalers. Like, it's going to, it's going to be, your lungs are going to be irritated. Your lungs are going to be irritated even if you don't have asthma. So it's possible to live here with asthma. I promise. Like, Pinguino's got asthma. My boyfriend has asthma. But when we go to a different city, it's just, it's like, it's literally breathing new air. Mm-hmm. You feel so much better, like just refreshed going to different cities sometimes. It's like an hour away because you're not in the pollution anymore. It's hard. It's hard living in the pollution. Another one is finding a high paying job, mm-hmm. a high paying Chilean job. Because mm-hmm. if you, a lot of times if you speak native English and Spanish or some Spanish, you can maybe find jobs that are remote from the U.S. or other countries. Mm-hmm. But Chilean companies do not pay enough to cover living expenses, in my opinion. I agree. And also, like, something I was telling you earlier is uh, they have the concept of pituto here, which is in, it was something like 85% of Chileans get their jobs via pituto, which means you know somebody within the company. It is very culturally like normal here to only hire people that are suggested. Like you can go through hundreds of interviews. My, my boyfriend, I remember he spent six months looking for a job, went through so many interview processes, fluent English, fluent Spanish, went to the best university, law university, because he's a lawyer in the country, or the, one of two, and um, couldn't find a job for six months. And then suddenly one of his friends was like, we have a position, and he was hired like the next day. It was, it's just, that is how it works here. So if you're an immigrant coming from another country and you haven't secured a job. Bueno suerte. Yeah, like you, it, like it's really hard. Um, Mary, hey Mary, I know I talk about her a lot, it's just, but she's a good like, representative. But she looked for a job forever here in Chile. She's been here for like 12 years. Um, and she looked for a job forever and ever and ever and finally got the job that she has now that she's been at for like five years because she knew someone there. Mm-hmm. And like it just took that long. It took X amount of years for her to just know somebody well enough to get the pituto to get into the job. Like 
But don't get discouraged because there are resources out there. Like Discover Chili is a nice Facebook group. And sometimes they post jobs and there's like jobs yeah, in it Chile. is possible. And also, again, manage your expectations. Like if you're coming here as a student, don't expect to get an office job. Like, you know, there's a lot of bars that will hire gringos because they want English-speaking people. Like uh, the Black Rock is one of a really, really good bar that hires gringos. California Cantina hires gringos. Flannery's, Fiddler's, all of those places are really good. Go apply there. Um, but those, again, those are going to be bar jobs. They're not going to be something that you're going to be able to afford, like, your own. It's a city. It's expensive. Like, living by yourself is something of a big privilege kind of situation. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one is uh, being blonde, Alicia. is <clears throat> hard in Chile. About, um, it's hard. You, you automatically have a target on you. And not just necessarily for negative things. Like, everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody thinks that you're cool. Every, like, it's... You receive a lot of attention in general. I mean, like, what would you agree with that? I agree with that. You get treated, I would say, differently than mm-hmm. my friends, like, when I'm out with people that aren't, that don't look like me. Like me. I have long, dark hair. They treat you, and they'll speak to you directly in Spanish, but then people will directly speak to me in English. A hundred percent. Like, I remember I went to, um, I went on, like, a, a little girl's trip with my friend named Jenny to Mendoza in Argentina, and it was, like, the first time I'd ever, like, had, like, a weekend with somebody who was, like, blonde, blonde. And she had, like, long blonde hair. And I remember, like, she would, um, like, start talking to them in Spanish. And she was fluent in Spanish. And then they would look at her and then look at me and then respond. Or, like, ask me a question directly about what she wanted. And I was like, dude, what, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, you get a lot of privileges with it, I think. But you also get a lot of negative attention. People think they can take advantage of you. Like, taxis and things like that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. People are people are pretty nice. Men are pretty forward. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, all the men want to hit on you. You're going to get catcalled. I mean, I know this from experience. Believe it or not, at some point in Chile, I was blonde. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember, literally remember being like, I'm dying my hair back. Because I went, like, as I lived here for six months, went back to the U.S., dyed my hair blonde. Because that was when, like, being, like, bleach blonde was, like, super in. So, like, dyed my, like, dark brown hair, like, bleach blonde. Came back. And just got, like, it was, like, a completely, like, a 180 situation for how I was treated by men and taxi drivers when my hair was blonde. And I was like, fuck this. It's not worth it. Dyed my hair back. Not that you should have to dye your hair. Like, dude, not blaming the victim. Just be, just, like, recognize that if you are blonde, you're going to be treated differently in good ways because you're going to get maybe more privileges in certain areas and in bad ways where you're going to, where people are going to feel like they can take advantage of you or they're automatically going to assume that you're a gringo. So they're, you can't like, they just automatically assume you can't speak Spanish or, you know, you might get more negative attention or positive attention depending on, you know, what you're looking for from people of the opposite sex. This goes for men and women. We're just saying shave your head. All I'm trying to tell you is go full Heaven's Gate on it. Shave your head. Uh, so yeah, that's what we've got today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any specific questions, always, always feel free to message us, email us at Chile Today Podcast. That's the podcast. If you want the news, that's at Chile Today News. Uh, email us, Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We really love it. We love you. Write to us more, and we hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, and when in doubt, gringo out. Peace. Peace.